Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to episode 14. Today we will be reviewing the Netflix movie Cam. Uh, something to scream about is favourite slasher movies, which is going to be a good one. Ching ching. Yep, good sound effects there. And also, our movie from the vault is none other than Amateurville Horror. Oh my god. Okay, so. A proper horror. Yeah. How you been, mate? You alright? Yeah, good for killer. Good. Yeah, really good. I'm ready right. to crack on and talk about some fucking horror. Let's do it. I've missed it. Two weeks is too long. It is, mate. It is. One so a day what... soon, yeah? <laughs> yeah, one a day. You up for that, guys? <laughs> right then. Let's what's been going news. on? In... Yeah, what's been going on? Well, I got I got a few bits. Um, uh, half the press really uh, today. Um, basically about the Golden Globes. I don't know if you've heard much about the Golden Globe Awards. The Golden Globes. Yeah. Well, there's a bit of a kind of thing coming around in the horror community that there's a obviously no not really much horror represented at the Golden Globes this year. Motherfuckers. As as always, uh, snubbed horror is always snubbed by the awards, uh, especially after how much of a good year we've had. That, uh, that is a real real shame. Yeah. When you got the likes of like. I know, even if it like a quiet place could be in there. Hereditary. Hereditary, the critics like yeah. absolutely well, gushed That's what over I'm that. getting on. I'm just about to get to. The only nomination is the quiet place for best original school. And that's it. Right. <laughs> Nothing else. So it's like, it's almost like an afterthought kind of thing. When which I thought was crap. No, <laughs> this is a good good uh, bit of trivia, but I and I don't know the answer to this. Has a horror ever won? Ever won what? Like an award? Well, yeah, like an Oscar or a Golden Globe. I'm not sure about that, actually. I'm sure, like, something like... Something must have... Answers on a postcard. Answers on a postcard. So I'm going to do a bit of... <laughs> or um, an email. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a, bit of, do a bit of research before the next podcast, but if anyone can jump in there before, let, let us know. Without Googling it. <laughs> yeah, right. I see them reaching <laughs> for their phones right now. Um, yeah, not on O2. <laughs> oh, yeah, we won't talk about that. Other phone services are out there <laughs> and working. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you got any bits this week? Um, no, not really seen anything too much in the news. That's me being really lazy because, but <laughs> that's probably because I've been like, um, literally balls deep <laughs> in watching Ash versus Evil Dead, which just Haven't popped you up finally on Netflix. Watched it? Which just popped the season, first Amazing, season has popped brilliant. up on Netflix. What, what do you think? It's a fucking gorgeous. So good, isn't it? It's genius. So good. The fact they're only like 30 minutes long as well is just like, you can oh. smash through it real quick. Oh yeah, it works for me completely. Oh, and the level of gore. Yeah, I know, I told you. It's right there with the eight, like eights and they've got a couple of throwback scenes as well. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. I freaking loved it. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. I'm, I'm not really, finished. really I'm glad not, you've been watching it. I'm not completely finished it yet. So, oh, uh, mate, you're going to love it. I'm just so gutted that they cancelled it on season three. It's just like insane that they cancelled it. But well, there you go. Netflix have only got one season. Yeah. There was one thing, and everyone, everyone let me know. I mean, I'll probably try and dive into it anyway. Hmm. But there's a this other thing that's... I think it's got two seasons out on Netflix, and I haven't caught it yet. The Sinner. Oh, okay. Isn't that quite horror? I've seen it on there. It looks quite freaky-ish. I'm not sure if it's more of a thriller, but I might check that out in the next I've couple of weeks. I've got a feeling that Geordie Paul, might, one of our avid listeners, might have been... Uh... See, seen a couple of episodes of that. Episodes oh. of that. I'm not if sure. anyone, if anyone has seen the sinner, let me know, and I'll, um, I might go and check it out. Let mm. me know what you think. Cool, cool. Um, I've got a couple of other little bits. Um, old uh, Ryan Reynolds is back on the scene. 
yet again and he's he's going to be producing a film the producers of the the it movie that came out um vertigo entertainment is with them but apparently it's, it's, this is the longest name bear with me for a film it's called the patient who nearly uh drove me out of medicine bit of a mouthful the patient who nearly drove me out of medicine yeah that's it, it's yeah. catchy yeah <laughs> isn't it but apparently the, the premise of this, this film is it's a supernatural horror about a young, a young doctor who tries to solve a mystery and heal its most difficult or different patient. So, I don't know. Sounds a bit strange, but... So that's yeah, gone into production, is it? It apparently is going to be. Um, it, Ryan Reynolds isn't in it, but he's producing it. Well, there was, on, on productions, there was a tweet mm. today from uh, Mr. Stephen King Okay. that said, um, quite bluntly, that... Um, Chap- it, chapter two as uh, wrapped. Oh, really? Or something like that. I don't know the exact Ooh. tweet. I ain't got it in front of me, but Interesting. yeah, it pretty much said that the uh, oh, it, chapter two that. is wrapped. So I literally can't wait for that, mate. Is, is, that I is think it said it chapter two is coming. Really? Wow. There you go. Are you so, excited? Yeah, bloody right, I am. I'm so excited. I don't know if you've seen as well online at the moment. My friend Kara sent me a little video. And it's on off of Instagram of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's posted a thing where he's reading like a, a Spider-Man comic. And he's like taking a piss because he's like, I didn't realise I wasn't Spider-Man. And he's playing Mysterio in the new Spider-Man movie. And it's just like a little piss take video, but it's really funny. You should check it out. Oh, uh, mate, that looks awesome. Jake Gyllenhaal is a great fucking actor. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I Hopefully it's good. I mean, I, I, I love the new Spider-Man movies, but he should, he's, he, I think he'll play a really good villain. They need it. They need a good villain. I mean, Willem Dafoe was awesome in the first one, mm-hmm. even though. I'm a bit, it's going a bit superhero here, but I read a quite funny thing on Bloody Disgusting um, about the new Aquaman movie. Right, it's due out yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Apparently there's a little Easter egg in there, like a little thrown-in thing, a little cameo. Apparently there's one scene where you can see, uh, obviously it's done by James Wan, uh, and you can see when they're going underwater into a ship or something, you can see um, Annabelle floating at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> I just think that's awesome. Okay, well, I'll, uh, keep, I'll an keep an eye out for that, for that yeah. when we watch it. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, what else have I got? A bit of Conjuring news on Conjuring 3. Uh, so the the Warrens are definitely going to be in the Conjuring Three. Thank uh, God. But yeah, they they basically come out and said that this is this film out July third, two thousand nineteen. Can't wait. Um, is basically it will be completely different to anything you've ever seen. Apparently, that's the quote. They is that it? Said. Is that all yeah. they've got so they've far? They've finished wrapping it. They've done it in the cap. But they're not giving us anything. Nothing. As I respect always. that. I like yeah. that a lot. But I'm I'm so looking forward to to that. Yeah, the other two have been brilliant. I've rewatched them both in the last couple of weeks. Absolutely mm. love them. Um, have you seen the new Happy Death Day to You trailer? Oh, I did see that. I did see that trailer. So, what are your thoughts? Tell me. Well, Groundhog Day two. So there is no Groundhog Day two. There's nothing to go on. Um, interesting concept again. I mean, like the first one. So I love the first one. It's a great a great slasher. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. On right on topic on uh, today's episode. I just worry that they might do it, not do it justice, and I, I don't know. I mean, Try and make it too clever. Look, yeah, I don't know. They look like a, a, a split second of some kind of machine in there, like like a time machine or something. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I hope they don't mess it up. I really don't, because I really loved that first movie. They didn't need to do a but, second one. No, but 
if it's done well, I mean, I loved the humor in the first one. I loved I loved her as a character, Tree. I think she was a brilliant character, great actress. Um, some great characters in there. I just I just really hope they don't spoil it because it's like one of those movies, that one-off movie you see and you're like, that was amazing. It's we'll kind g- of a sleeper. We'll get onto it later. Sort yeah. of some slasher rules and stuff yeah, like sure. that. And, uh, and maybe I'll, I'll have a pop cool. of it. Cool. One last thing. I think we have to put a big congratulations to uh, uh, Book of Monsters movie. Uh, they've won a couple of awards lately and they've just won one at uh, New York Horror uh, Festival in New York for Best Feature uh, Film, Best Sound Effects and be- uh, sorry, Best Sound and Best F- Best FX, which is, wow, definitely like worth all those awards, that movie. I think oh, you'll agree. Bloody great. So Loved big it. round of applause to uh, Book of Monsters. Well done. Can't wait for it to come out on DVD and Blu-ray coming soon i can't wait yeah so that that's all i got on news i, I know i probably waffled on a bit but just thought it's worth a little mention there yeah some good bits there but some good bits and well done book of monsters absolutely right let's get into our main review shall we um yeah matt take it away yeah so obviously we there's not really a great deal on at the moment um but we thought we would go to online and check out the new Netflix movie by Blumhouse called Cam. Yeah, I didn't know it was Blumhouse, so I was quite—that was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah, I, I was really interested. As soon as I heard that, I was like, it, "It's got to be good, surely." So I just do a little bit of synopsis. So Alice is an ambitious cam girl that wakes up one day to discover she's been replaced on her show with an exact replica of herself. So where do you want to start? Well, let's start at what a cam girl is, shall we? Because I must admit. I'm a bit naive into all this this world. This was really? A, this Are was... you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, Matthew. It may surprise you, but um, okay. I um, I'm not aware of all this um, this cam girl malarkey. So I did a bit of research. Yeah. Just to just to check it out and see. Obviously, this must be their their worst nightmare. Um, and in this modern day, it is quite a. There's some interesting themes, I suppose, running through this identity theft. Hmm. Um, is definitely one of them. Very and, current. Like, yeah and like fear of the fact that you know we're in we're not in control i suppose when technology is out there hmm. there's definitely those elements i mean this these this cam girls well i was i must admit i was i was expecting <laughs> i was expecting a lot of tits i was expecting a lot of um butt jiggling <laughs> you were hoping no i was that's what i was expecting that's what i thought a cam girl was but it wasn't just it wasn't all. I mean, there were obviously it was tastefully done. It was tastefully done, but it wasn't that. It wasn't the fact that these cam girls. There isn't. There's. It seems to be like this niche market where it's not all about getting yeah. your getting your your bits. So this out. is what I was kind of interested in. It was just like, ah, oh, this is. This, you're totally right. I was expecting it to be a little bit more, let's say, mundane and a bit more kind of straightforward. And then when it started getting into the culture of this whole kind of cam girl industry i exactly the same i didn't know what they, what was going on at the start I was like well you this? shouldn't do you're married so yeah okay but like you know the 
like the the tipping of the coins and all this stuff and and i didn't i didn't know that that was an actual thing like that existed um am i being completely naive here or no i didn't I'm, know this kind of thing i, I thought like it was a, cam like, girls to me was like you know i'd knock on your door and you'd be there watching babe station every time i come around like you i know. don't know what you're talking about <laughs> that's what i see is i don't know if the the british culture of cam girls is completely different to the kind of american culture of cam girl i i don't know it's it's just it, it, yeah this this seems a bit more of a niche kind of thing doesn't it like and and it's more like um an online kind of platform like a like a social media type of thing isn't it yeah well i'm gonna school you a little bit because um there's something called gig economy there we go there's something called gig economy which is right, okay. um, very, starting to be very prevalent now okay and um you've got this generation of people that like youtubers yeah people who do podcasting oh, okay um, like the patreon stuff that people have got a patreon yeah, yeah. um twitch um the cam girls sure um loads of people there's called um gig, gig economy where they are earning money yeah through uh, their their wages coming through v- online virtual so, money virtual money all oh, right okay but, and it's still it's converted into real money because it's bitcoin and all yeah. of that sort of stuff and they're you know you've got the simple as somebody just like sat in front of a computer game yeah and playing a computer game, loads of people watching them. Okay. But people like chuck them, um, like they chuck them these coins. Mm. But it's real money to me and you. So if we were watching somebody shake their butt, mm. we'd chuck them a hundred coins, and they do something like different, in the movie, yeah. like in the movie. And that's right. that's what happens. And it's not just that. So but, that's what it is then. I yeah, suppose. and it's because I was wondering how yeah. is she making this money? Is this just virtual, or how is she getting paid? Is she getting paid by the company, or is she getting paid? by these people is that real money but then obviously we find out in the movie that it is real money because she uses her credit card as she yeah so it gets it gets converted into real money yeah. and she this um alice hmm. well she plays to alice and lola so she's obviously got an alternative yeah. um an online presence called lola did you realize who she was by the way yes yeah I t- um because i was like i recognize that girl from somewhere she was in braid that's correct we, we watched at fright fest, fest. Yeah. she was the psycho sort of older yeah. older sister was a bit yeah. nutty yeah she was good in that so mm. very different role as well to this and i was like yeah that's that's quite cool yeah she looks like a lot younger in this mm. um but it was just i thought it was quite intelligently done mm. um some quite surprising like the we'll start talk about a bit at the beginning so we're gonna yeah. go into a couple of spoilers moments sure um but the where she slit her throat yeah really clever i like that really, really i thought she'd done it so mm. I thought that was really good. The good blood and good splatter. Because and... I thought I thought maybe it's going to be one of those ones where it starts off where you kind of see her killing herself and it's going to be the lead up to that or something because it was like very intriguing start to the movie. Well, you've got these apps. I mean, the bane of my life, I hate bullies. Mm. And the moment the online, you know, trolling and all this sort sure. of stuff and people sat behind their PC and chucking insults at somebody just mm. because they can because nobody can come and like you know, c- confront them and stuff like that. Sure. And, you know, they've you've got people chuck it, chucking insults at her and daring her and tell her to use a knife and stuff like that. And then she does and she's, so it's very, oh, yeah. and she's all, and then you realise, oh, it's all a ploy by, you know, a mate who's watch who's watching sort of, yeah. so she can get more, like watches coins and stuff and, like that and coins yeah. and all this sort of and stuff. And then they're, they're rated, aren't they? So it's like a top hundred or something and she's like, 
top 50 and she's just trying to climb up this leaderboard to be up there with the other cam girls who are in the top 10s and that's her kind of goal isn't it to try and get up there because she's obviously really eager to get up there and just yeah be, i don't think it's even about the money it's about her wanting to be it's a popularity contest yeah, isn't it? You know, like massively. the whole social content structure so that episode of black mirror that we watched sure. what was it called the nosedive nosedive yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's that whole like culture social now, acceptance like... and stuff and points and stuff it was very it's really like really black mirror-ish it's like really really did kind of like it could have been an episode on black mirror for, for sure but yeah it, uh, it's it really some, interesting it was some good and there was some good creepy characters in there so mm. it was um they're obviously doing this sort of filming it the way it was shot was through a webcam at some stages so yeah. you had that element of search you know was that film searching and unfriended and all that sort yeah. of thing where they're filming for a laptop that's right but they mixed it with um actual footage as well yeah so it had a sort of good it had a really good little vibe i think in terms of the way it was shot um it looked didn't look too low budget no totally so, i don't know where these find these budget but it just looked really clean i've i did a bit of research on the budget and and all all i can find is the sus- suspected budget was one million dollars it's nice that they can still shoot things and that, that yeah. look that good for like that yeah. little money which yeah. you know shows that some of the people that are wasting money spend it you know yeah. shooting things for lots and lots of money sure but, i thought yeah you're right though it did, did, did look really good like quality wise like filming and the shots and the the uh camera work was really good and the different effects were really cool um obviously didn't have a huge cast but um i thought that the cast was really quite good actors yeah totally yeah. quite scantily there were loads of scantily clad women out and there was yeah. some you know you've got this is kind of the easy i suppose go-to is that you've got these men who or people that are interested in in her mm. and the one this is the one thing i found weird and i'll go into a bit more sure it's kind of some some there are elements of like real creepy men out yeah. there that are really interested and she sort of placates them to a degree yeah online she's obviously got this um where she doesn't want to be engaging them in in real life yeah irl and then uh and then you, they do some of them do show up occasionally but this is what fucked up like she she when it all goes when suddenly she turns on the computer and she sees herself and she and it really starts getting dawning on her where her identity has been taken and that was really quite you're really drawn into this sort of panic yeah she can't i mean even though it's just like she all it is she can't get access to her account the tech guys aren't really helping her this or supporting is the her. thing it's just like and this is a little bit off but like i had an instagram account and i completely didn't know what email i had it on and i didn't know i could not remember could remember my password and i looked it up and like there's no support for it and i was like I totally lost that account. I had to completely do a new one because like everybody said you can contact them as much as you want, but they won't reinstate it because no, they don't have really any tech support. And I was like, it's like, it's so close to modern day life because it is, what if you couldn't get in and you could, didn't have your password and there was no tech support? And it's just like, she freaking out. She did this have, is her life. Yeah, I mean, she was on the phone to tech support, yeah, though, yeah. some guy, but they weren't able to sort of help. They were very yeah rap and so she just had no this is where i don't know what do you think they were involved with what was going on i think we'll talk about that at the end in terms of what we think actually is going on but like um she's in this panic state and she can't 
she then it's then her trying to find out who's taken over her identity and hmm. and sort of searching people out she's contacting you know people that have been watching her and like meeting up with them and they're they're really creepy some of them are like quite rapey and stuff like <laughs> that as well one the, the bob the bob character which Tinker. she met up with him um yeah oh, no, the, uh, which one's that is that the guy she meets up in a restaurant yeah yeah he's creepy and he was almost like um you know well, they, they allude to the her. fact that she does extra stuff like there's a scene with the cops where they come in and they're like do you sometimes meet with these guys and she's like yeah sometimes and like i don't know whether they're alluding to the fact that she actually sleeps with these guys, these guys for money or not it, it doesn't really they don't re- they kind of like gloss over that a bit but she does say that she meets up with them quite a lot which i don't think they got it got it i think they saw it as like an online level of prostitution mm. if you like um and i think because it's so new and you know not many people sort of understand it you could kind of get that crossover where they're just doing it um they're flaunting themselves to the, these men to get money but they're not prepared to you know so if they're do, prepared to do that then they must be prepared to do anything when they're mm. probably not they're probably scared shitless of like actually meeting these, oh, yeah. meeting these people it's just like that's the easy way to that that's how they're going to make their money yeah. you know and you don't have you, you there has to be a cutoff point i total respect for these ladies if they want to go off do these cam girls or anyone who does it just be careful um watch this movie and just see what could happen but like she goes through a little fun she's obviously like searching searching for um whoever but there's some real creepy moments in there hmm. that she's the the filming is sort of happening in her house yeah and it it looks like the entity whatever it is and okay what do you think was going on i don't know i don't I, this is why i mean i don't want to skip right to the end I, I i don't really know and i don't know if they even knew do you know what i mean who was writing it i just i don't think it was i don't know is it ghosts is it aliens is it a company that have created is it you know for a while i was thinking it could be um robots because um i was thinking maybe it's like so set in the future that it's like they can make a replica like again back to black mirror where they can take stuff from your social media from your emails from your voice from all your visual videos and then make a kind of ai of it you know like there is a black mirror episode of that and and whether it was something like that built in a company and then they stole her identity and just waited for the moment to steal it and then thought now's the time and then because they 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 also talk about the other cam girls don't they on there and there's one there's one that she that is number one now this is a bit weird and creepy because she goes to try and find out about this this girl which is really clever i really like that bit the way she found the information about this girl um through social media through kind of like tricking the guy that she met up with i really like the way she found out all the back kind of story and then she literally finds out that this girl is no longer alive but she's still posting videos but this girl who is number one is actually dead in real life but she's still posting videos absolutely nuts that bit yeah that was really good nice little reveal and it's like and that's when it becomes into a into a little bit more supernatural where they're yeah. doing a, they're doing a show together which is just th- this is where they cross note that line where she wasn't prepared to herself where they're doing like a live sex show and stuff mm. like that which you don't see but 
there it's insinuated and they're like and when she's watching it on a laptop yeah. and it's sort of like they're coming towards her door and she's screaming at the door and yeah, it's like yeah, that's what? good that's clever that and then they they're suddenly in the do- in the room and she's obviously in the room at the same time and it's like what is going they're on? not there and they're just like literally they're not there are they and she's just still because throughout the film it's kind of weird again going back to that nosedive episode from black mirror it's really weird because throughout the film i'm thinking they're literally following her all the the girl who's the cam girl alice they're following her the whole way through it and you're literally gradually seeing her get less and less kind of like she's spending all her money she's not taking care of herself she's not eating properly her house is looking like a state and like gradually it's like taking over her whole life and i thought it's gonna literally i thought the the way the story was going it's gonna come to the end and she's literally gonna have nothing and she's gonna lose her house and she's gonna have no money and she's literally gonna be on the streets because i thought it was going that way because it seemed she obviously has a lot of money because she's obviously spending all this um credit cards on on points to tip uh, other girls and stuff so you're and talking she, about the and she goes into yeah. the video shop and she buys about like 20 video games and she don't even look at what she buys and she hands out a credit card so she must be minted and she's buying sofas for like four grand yeah so she, she must makes... have a lot of money she's i'm quite... gonna be a cam girl how do i sign up i don't think you i i pay camboy so... is that a camboy there's... thing i'm sure there's camboys yeah yeah get involved mate cool i'll um me and you we could do like a live duo what are we gonna do uh, shake our butts awesome i don't think anyone wants to see my butt a couple of pence <laughs> <laughs> but um as it transit as it sort of transcends into madness and she hmm. sort of goes she ends up becoming quite intelligent you realize that she's quite smart oh yeah she's not and she doesn't suffer falls no she, she doesn't she goes around the taser for christ's sake she, this is what i love about her um this character that she's playing and she's sort of now this is where i put i put him i i wrote down yeah that she this the scene towards the end where she faces off against the de- I put demon yeah now okay. that's just my sort of interpretation I suppose sure. of it I, I think that I think you're right I think that's what it is it's open to interpretation it's like yeah. you make your own mind up you know I've no idea what it is but I gotta go for de- demon but she faces off against it sure and um, she turns a um the sort of final scene i suppose she's like going Show up against now. it she's um trying to get the account back trying to get it closed i suppose or something trying to cl- reclaim who she is and she faces off against this which is essentially her and all these people are watching it obviously live and they're like commenting saying oh my god lola's got a twin and who's gonna win and then she challenged her to all this sort of stuff so mm. she can eventually challenge her more and more until she can say i'll get account account back yeah. Because um, you realise, and then she starts saying, copy, you know, copy what I do. Yeah. And she starts smashing her. That's pretty brutal, isn't it? And her face against this, and against this table in front of her. And she does it a couple of times, and the nose is broken. And it, I'll tell you what, the makeup mm. was brilliant because yeah, her it nose really looked. Good. It looked awful. This is the bit I was going to say. Like, I thought, uh, I, this is why I was leading to more like an AI type of thing. Because I thought, in a minute, she's going to smash her head so hard that she's going to find a robotic bit in her face or something. And I was like, it's got to be like, oh, it was going to turn around where she was actually the robot. And the girl in the cam was the real girl. 
Do you see what I mean? Yeah, like, like a I little thought there'd be a massive twist. twist in it. Like which they could have done. Yeah, and they could have done that. I was thinking down that road, but that's good because that's clever. Because you thought something completely different to what I thought. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's people's interpretation is clever. It's good. Which, I, I love that bit. Though. I thought it really, really filmed really well. Really yeah, really I thought it was filmed absolutely brilliantly. And it, when it comes to an end, and you know, we won't like to spoil it completely in terms of the end. But I, I just, I still was left going and I was like oh me and Matt are going to have a great chat about this because I've got to know <laughs> they've left you with nothing you just don't know yeah. what has actually taken over um, her life or mm. has taken over other people's lives yeah. just knowing they've just they haven't told you anything yeah. like it follows again don't need to don't need a no don't need to don't need a clever ending just sure. end it and see what happens mm. there's one 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 bit that I found a little bit weird that I felt there might have been more content that possibly could have cut, could have got cut out or something. You know when she she's got a friend that she meets in the supermarket, um, and she's like, "Oh yeah, what do you do for a living and stuff?" and and she she weirdly invites her to her brother's party, like, uh, and then she starts and when she goes to the brother's party, when she goes to the brother's party, she takes photos of her friend, and I was thinking her friend is either going to get involved. Or, but then her friends that her friend just disappears into the into the film. It's just like I don't know why she was there because I thought that she was going to get her on board to be a cam girl and infiltrate or do something, or her friend was going to become a cam girl and it was going to be a a bit of a a duel between them two because she makes her a cam girl because she was saying how pretty she is and she was taking photos of her. Uh, but then she just disappears halfway through the film. So I I felt like that she might have been in it a bit more. Or they might have taken bits out. Yeah maybe, that, weird. yeah, maybe that was her intention, but I, you know, I thought that maybe they're trying to, she was like a friend from the past and that party sort of like scene um, recognises what she is now because obviously it comes out that she's yeah. doing this and everyone treats it like porn basically because that's what they see as porn, yeah. um, which, you know, could be argued for the fact that it is, that it is porn mm. basically. Well, the thing they see is actually the copy of her, isn't it? Yeah. So it's a, a bit, it's a bit, I think she's probably... The copy of her is a little bit more risque than oh, she yeah, is. Oh yeah, big time. Probably. She was doing do, doing full on nudes and um, all sorts of stuff. Mm. All sorts of stuff. Riding the symbian. I, but literally, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. What was that about? Do you know about what that is? What a symbian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's a vibrating machine. Right. Okay. Women sit on it. I guess that. I didn't know. You know. I didn't know what it was called. Sorry. I'm so naive. They did it on the um, weird. Not is it weird? Weird Al? No. Oh no no no. Howard Stern um, show. Howard Stern show. They put, yeah. Uh, Jenna Jameson on it. Right. Okay. Um, so she rides it, and it's Daniel just right. Research. It's called riding the Sibian. Yeah, right. I did my research. I thought that the whole film, though, with the subject it was, was tastefully done, because if it, it could have been taken down, it could have been considered. It could have been done a different way. That it could have been wrong. Do you see? What I mean, because in this day and time with everything with the me too thing and everything like that and it, it could have been done something could have been in it that could have been not right but i thought everything was done really really well in this film is you know I'm, i don't know whether that's because it's uh our, um a female writer that wrote it well so it was very a, you told me it was like an ex an ex cam girl so it was an ex cam girl wrote it yeah so which was really cool so it's kind of like her own interpretation of Apparently, like yeah. her, maybe her worst fear or mm. her worst fear be interested to talk to her and find out obviously sure. how she came yeah. about it and stuff like that because 
it wasn't like a damsel in distress. She no. was tough. She was tough as nails. She was putting herself in, in stupid situations, but yeah. she was getting herself out of it. And didn't cross the line where maybe ten years ago, if they'd done this movie, hmm. you probably would. She probably would have been um, manhandled maybe a little bit more, okay. and maybe she would have been. Um, yeah, she would have got herself in a situation, and maybe she would have been. I don't know, know. raped or something I, I, like she's... that. But I, I, I think, I think doing it now, they got this like empowerment, and she was like quite was a great although, character. Yeah, although she was like up against it and didn't know what the fucking her life was falling apart for what she was doing, she was still deter so determined to find out. She's mm. a really good character to follow. Yeah, I thought it was really really good because like at the start, to build, you know, you know, the film is about her as a character. It follows her through her eyes so you're literally looking over her shoulder or in her point of view the whole way through it's just really really clever yeah you know that you don't you don't really leave her side the whole way through it and she's she is a really strong character and and um yeah i think she did a great job really really good i really like this movie i really i really would recommend go out and watch it i definitely i mean come on it's on you guys must have netflix i definitely would Mm. put this on your list to go and uh go and check out before yeah. christmas it's good because it gets like you know it reaches again you wouldn't some people particularly wouldn't go out and see this at cinema possibly but they'll sit at home and watch it on netflix so it's got a bigger reach so i think a lot more people will see it this way and it's unfortunate that obviously these films are going to only be on netflix but again it's, it's cool that they're getting watched and people are picking it up and, and enjoying them and hope it gets people involved in that sort of more movies but yeah i thought it was an intriguing movie all the way through kept me entertained you know i wanted to see more i was interested to see where it ended and yeah it did the job definitely definitely agree with all that sentiment so you can rate it go on then okay well i'm gonna rate i'm gonna give it about i'm gonna give it a, a like a, a, a six out of ten yeah I, f- I think a six out of ten i was gonna give it a seven but i think six. i'd say a high six if there is such a thing it's above average in terms of what it is. Um, yeah. It's just a different concept. I know they've done, this has been the year of Search and Unfriended. I think this fits in there, that sort of ilk, I suppose. But, but I, I think it... I liked her and I liked the way it was yeah. done. Yeah, I think, just, it, I, I think it's just a little bit different. It's just a, a little bit more raw and a little bit more kind of like interesting than kind of those other films. Yeah, me. and I think we're going to see more from this actress because obviously we saw Braid this year with her yeah. in Madeline Brewer is her name. So have, right. have keep an eye out She's for her. She's also been in Handmaiden's Tale. Right, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that, but I know that's quite big, isn't it? I think she was in Orange is New Black as well. You've seen that. I have it? seen that, but I don't remember her from it. Yeah, she's got like plaid braids in her hair. She looks completely different. Yeah. Fuck it, that's her. Yeah, that's okay, her. I can picture her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays like some kind of white trash. Yeah, hard nut. Yeah, so thoroughly enjoyed it. Awesome. Time to move on to our uh, something to scream about section, <laughs> which is our favourite slashers. do we start with this so you can go first slashes are brilliant i mean i don't know i don't know what, do you know what i figured out whilst doing this i've obviously done my research and that there's so many films i haven't seen 
I didn't realise how many slasher films I haven't actually seen. I'm annoyed by the level of number that I haven't seen. Same, same, totally. Like, I've never seen, like, The Prowler. Or The Sleepaway Camp. That's another thing. I've always wanted to see those. So it pisses so me off. don't hate on us. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to have to... There's a, I've got a big, big yeah. list. Yeah. I mean, if I, I only had two weeks, so I need to go out. I mean, I suppose my earliest memories of slashers, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. Friday the 13th, Child's Play... Those sort of sort sorts of ones, and you got the big you got slashes are great. Hmm. They're just great for just like I suppose the kill count, yeah, and like the randomness of the kills and stuff like that. I mean, sure. you have some great moments in like Friday the Thirteenth movies, some great moments in Halloween, and it's all about if like later on that was sort of early eighties where they sort of I don't know I suppose Psycho would still be constituted as a as that's a slasher. the original slasher, yeah. the original slasher. But when you got this sort of like almost teen slashes and they sort of don't don't they never followed it on purpose but there were sort of i mean it's scream picked up on it there yeah. were sort of some general kind of rules you know that i'll be right back and yeah, like yeah. sex in movies course, drugs yeah, in movies that, yeah. and all this sort of stuff that would like bring about the the next demise and they're all about kill count the beautiful thing about slasher is like the first couple like i think halloween the first halloween movie had like three or four deaths in it mm. And then each time you get another another sort of sequel, you get more and more. The kill counts more go, interesting kills yeah, as well, and more interesting or yeah. more wacky. And the kill count tends to sort of go up and up and up. Mm. And it'd be interesting to see. I don't think we talk about it on this topic. Yeah, I think in the future we should like investigate like the number of like kills in slasher movies. Yeah, really yeah. go to town on that sort of thing. That'd yeah. be a wick- really interesting to see like how. And I'm, there's lots of d- data out there and stuff mm. like that. And, you know, people have done this before us. So we can just, yeah. like, nick it. No, I always nick it. Like I did when I <laughs> talked about Hatchet. It's like I nicked it totally yeah. from, oh. like, Kill Count. Well, that's what I was going to say. You had the 80s. You had yeah. Then you had the 90s where you had, like, Scream, Urban Legend, Bloody yeah. Valentine, all those sorts of things, or Valentine. And then, like, lately, not too many slashes. The last, the last five, six years, you've had mm. Hatchet. Um, which you brought from, but this not that it wasn't this year. It was a couple of years ago. You had the film Terrifier. Yeah, Terrifier is obviously yeah, yeah. Like, had a bit of a more of a cult following. Sure. Um, and it's really come to light that this year. Um, it's probably going to get a people. resurgence. I, I think. think so. It's due a, due a resurgence in it. Really. Well, we, we'll see what happens with it. See, I mean, Happy Death Day. Yeah, exactly. Is, um, and that's got a sequel. Yeah. Is, you know, so it's following the rules. It's not being a standalone uh, movie. So, mm. would you, is that going to be another franchise? Sure. One thing I don't agree with, when I did a little bit of research for the slash movies, I was having yeah. a look to see what they count as a slasher. They put Final Destination in as a slasher. Mm. You wouldn't classify that as a slasher. No. It's death. Death is like stalking them. Yeah. I mean, it's probably down to just the different ways and different mm. kills in it, but it's not really a. I know what what determines a slasher is it is it one person that goes after people and kills people? I think it that... just, it's not necessarily one person because they, exactly. they break the rules and scream. So, but I, I don't know. It's sort of that. It's it's got to have they've got to have a weapon of choice. Of course, yeah. In my opinion. wow, well, I don't know about that. I could argue that because there's there's like many movies. I mean, you know, there's many different kills, yeah. and different things used for the kills. I mean, so I'd you... argue that I'd say more for me, slasher is about. Is is someone or something being hunted, or someone hunting the hunter? Like, sorry, not hunting the hunter. Someone hunting down people one by one, 
and using weapons and different ways of killing them. That's that's just the the way I deem a slasher. I suppose it could be Final Destination then, because it's a stalking Supposedly, element, and then yeah. they do get to, you know they do get taken out in these yeah. weird and wonderful ways. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Possibly some yeah. of the death. I mean, you could go to town on this sort of thing and say some of the death scenes you've got in these slasher yeah. movies are absolutely brilliant. Kevin, you know, would maybe go into a bit more detail of that in a bit. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, yeah, I suppose for for the way we're picking i suppose is films that we've seen that hold a, sp- a memory of our first kind of encounter with slashes i would say would you be yeah. honest with that i mean you know i'd love to go and watch a load of sl- slashes and then pick one i'm sure there's loads of really cool ones out there that i haven't seen but the one i've picked is like probably more personal to me like my favorite yeah and i'm gonna so, go for my pick then so go for it. I'm going to go for Charles Play 2 Hi I'm Chucky and I'm your friend to the end Okay cool Not Charles Play 1 You love your Charles Play I do love Charles Play The way that this franchise starts is um Charles Lee Ray uses black magic to put his soul inside a good um a good, good guy a good guy do- a good guy's a doll, doll. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for, a tongue twister Easy for me to say as he's about to die, he's in he's in a toy shop and he puts his soul in there using black magic and all this sort of videos. So you got that sort of weird element and supernatural sort of thing in there, and and we get then our is it called a protagonist? Yeah, which is Andy, a young boy who wants a good guy, good guy's doll. Yeah, and his mum ends up end up buying buying one off a tramp in the, in the first in the first one <laughs> and it's got the um it's got uh, obviously been um infected with the soul of um, charles lee ray and it goes off into and he tries to use and he tries to use so andy he, yeah because he needs someone doesn't he to kind of like as a vessel doesn't he yeah he eventually finds out that he, he starts killing i think he kills the babysitter and he started he's blaming it on and he's sort of blaming it on the toy and he gets institutionalised and he realises that he can bleed and then he goes and sees his voodoo mate as a doll and he finds out that he's got to uh, put his soul into the first one that he tells who he is. Yeah, that's right, yeah. You know, fucking come up with that story. <laughs> but yeah, that that first one's great and I do and I love that one. But for me, it's Child's Play 2 because that was the one that we watched at the at my sleepover. Oh, there Child's go. Play. It was Child's Play 2 because I remember the scene... Um, I remember was the sort of kills in it. The the guy gets the start of it is that remake. Um, Chucky yeah. gets remade, and he had that electrocution. I think I preferred to, if I'm honest. I think it's great. I, I, I loved I loved the first one, but I think I you're right. It's just like two was like the making of it. It just like it really made it like him a character. I think so. I mean, you, you got like so the kill the kills in it. You had the bloke who was suffocated. Hmm. In it, in the car. Before that, you had the guy gets electrocuted as those eyes, as the eyes go into the doll. Because mm. for some reason, they're using the same doll as skeleton as the first one. Whatever. <laughs> Not a recipe for disaster. And then I think there's um, oh, there's a brilliant, brilliant kill in there with the teacher. Yeah. And she just gets banked with that ruler. Do you remember it? I can't remember that. I have to of, rewatch it. It's the, been been a while since I've seen it. They take the. Oh, hang on, is that the first one? Oh, that might be the first one. Is it? Where he takes the doll to school. 
No, I don't think that's the first one. That's the second. I'm yeah, I think, sure. that's, I think that's the second one. Wait, it's, yeah, the, I've watched the first one recently. Yeah, the school teacher gets spanked with the, the root, gets Trust absolutely you, annihilated with the root. Yeah. Well, she just gets taken out. And there's like loads of other cool, like proper cool death touches because he's in the um, the orphanage. Yeah. And like the dad goes, gets tripped up on the stairs. And it, this one's full of like cheesy one-liners as well, which mm. are sort of not done on purpose to be cheesy in this one. However, later... They are just like absolutely bastardized, and those cheesy <laughs> one-liners are all yeah. through the bloody Charles Play franchise. Um, you've got, but I think the one thing I remember is the scene where because he's got his little mate at the foster home because he's in foster care now because his mum's been put away because now she's nuts from the first one. So that's the storyline. And then um, right towards the end, where he's trying to put his soul into Chucky. You've got that scene in the factory. Oh, yeah. yeah and it's this, awesome. Yeah. There's there's good guy's dolls everywhere. And they go for like a good guy's doll. The the doll's maze. There's made, there's just and they're all being made, aren't they? Like with machines yeah. and that. Yeah, and this yeah. is the really creepy element. I love it. And he's like chasing them. And he, he at one stage, they ca- he catches his hand in the, um, in the grate. And he has to yank off his hand. And there's this great moment where he rips his own hand off like oh. Chucky does. And then puts a knife instead of takes a oh, knife. Oh yeah, that's the because he's t- knife hand. Yeah, yeah but yeah. because he's turned, he's turned completely in. It was too late at this stage to be able to. He's trapped in the doll now. Yeah. In the second one, he actually is trapped in the doll. He's been in there too long. Yeah. He's trapped in the doll, and so he's like, right, I'm going to fucking kill Andy. I'm going to kill any, kill every single one. And they get the scene where he's like, he's going up the um, roll a bit, and he falls back down, and then he gets killed. I just love it. That whole factory scene just makes that movie. Um, that is a great scene. It's just brilliant, and I'll always remember when he rips off his hand and sells the bloody knife to it. It just stuck with me for like ages. And a good thing again, being a wicked slasher movie, you've got to have stupid amounts of um, sequels, and this one's got plenty, hasn't it? I mean, we've got what, oh god, yeah. Obviously, the Charles Play one, two, and three, which involve Andy heavily, because um, I think the third one is when he's at uh, school. Yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. Is it like a uh, army camp. army camp yeah. or something like that? But then you've got Bride of Chucky, where it just gets like so like Jennifer Tilly pops up into it, and he gets a mate. Yeah. Um, you've got Seed of Chucky, where he gets his own son. There was Curse of Chucky, and then late. I mean, I think was it last year, the year before, we had Cult of Chucky. Yeah, yeah. And now we've got another one. Uh, the, the the franchise is getting rebooted. Yeah. And we're not following the same. There's a TV show coming out as well. Yeah, there's a TV show, but the re- remake is not like we're not following a pose- um a human possessed doll. It's gonna be some more AI, isn't it? Or something like that. Well, no, it's yeah. The doll the doll is alive. Yeah. So it's not been infiltrated by black magic. Mm. It's just alive. Okay. I'd be interested to see what happens with that. Yeah, that'd be but interesting. But you've got Brad Dueff who sort of voices Chucky throughout all the franchises yeah, brilliant voice his voice is ace. Yeah, yeah. hi I'm Chucky <laughs> I'm your friend till the end <laughs> yeah I love it Charles plays like by far I just I've got a few like bits of memorabilia chucking about as well I, I yeah. really do love that franchise I love him I think he's brilliant Chucky's yeah, that's ace cool. that's really cool so yeah that's mine what's yours then buddy Great. Um, well mine I, had to, I was like racking my brains what I would pick I was racking my brains what I'd pick and I, I I thought about it for a long time and I thought I had to go with a Friday the 13th movie. All right, which one? Because 
Now, I could have picked, like, you know, Nightmare on Arm Street, because, you know, that's a, a big one for me. Um, I could have picked Halloween, but I feel like we've spoken about that a lot of times. Uh, I mean, they are some of my faves, but I've got to be honest. Now, Friday the 30th, the final chapter, might be a bit weird to people out there thinking, oh, uh, they might think it's crap. But this film, to me, for me, was kind of like one of my favourite Friday the 13th. There's a few few reasons why. Um, I mean, for, for a start, the cast, I don't even remember. Corey Feldman? Yeah, Corey Feldman's in it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so again, when I watched this, I was probably about uh, about the same age as him when I watched it in this movie. Obviously, when I watched it. Uh, it's from 1984, so, you know, mid-80s, we're getting into the, the, the cream of the crop. Does Corey Feldman play play him in it I'll, I'll get to that oh, okay. i'll get to that so don't jump the gun <laughs> so yeah so basically cory Feldman's in it he plays a little boy called tommy jarvis and they live uh, on crank crystal lake there's a house they live on and um if also they're next door to these you know young teenagers that are gone on a holiday it's not based around this first one that's not based around the uh the camp per right. se so these kids are on hot, are going on just a vacation next to their house, um, but it's got Chris Glover as one of the kids that goes to the house for the party and stuff. And I don't know if you remember, but he does this crazy dance in it. It's lots of, like crazy dancing to this music, and he's just he looks like a right idiot. Oh, you gotta check it out. I'm on rewatching YouTube. this, but it's so funny. It's so funny. But the real reason why I watch this movie, I picked this movie. Because this is the one where Tom Savini came back. And boy, does he come back with a bang on this one. The kills, mate, um, are, are just brilliant. The, you've you've got, basically, a guy that gets a harpoon through the dick. <laughs> Literally. Um, right. uh, Jason basically stabs a girl through a dinghy from below. Right, so, okay. And she makes the weirdest sound ever. Like Literally, she's like, I've never heard a sound like it in my life. Um, but the, the, to me, the kills were what it was like. Savini like properly pulled it out of the bag, and there's this really like creepy scene at the start where, um, obviously, it's the end of the third one where uh, Jason's got spoilers an axe in his head, but he's not actually dead. So they take him to the coroner, and there's this creepy coroner guy that's talking to the cop and that, and he's they're like. He's like, oh, I've been busy tonight. And he goes, yeah, I've got a dead girl over there. She's pretty fit, like pretty good looking. He's like, but she's dead. And he's like, yeah, but she's still good looking. And it's just the weirdest thing to see. <laughs> like a pervy coroner. And it's like, anyway, he gets his comeuppance anyway. Because he gets like Jason basically intervenes on the doctor trying to get on with a nurse. She runs off. And uh, it's really weird because he resorts to like eating his pastor in front of like watching some dodgy workout video and jason basically wakes up comes up behind him with a bone saw saws his neck and then twists his head off and you see it all and it's like this is like a master class in special effects the, the special effect you've got to go and re-watch this one because i forgot how good it was um some of the kills are brilliant like this girl gets literally thrown through a wind thrown pulled through this window and literally gets chucked on top of a car, but it's all it, it kind of you see her hit the car in slow motion. It looks so real. 
High death count in it, though. It's, wow, that's, I'll get onto that as well in a minute. So, there's <laughs> the weirdest, one of the weirdest kills at the start is just some, some birds eating a, like, let's say a heavy lady is eating a banana. She's like a, she's like a, what's called, a hitchhiker. She's just eating a banana. And it's just like you're watching her eat a banana for about a minute. And that minute in her film is quite a long time to watch a girl eat a banana. And then literally Jason just comes up behind her and, and just kills her. Like, <laughs> for eating the banana. Yeah. It's really random. He just comes out of the bushes and kills her. Um, and there is a really, really good scene. Um, spoilers again at the end. Now this is where I get on to Cor- uh, Corey Feldman. Is obviously plays a kid. Now, throughout the film, I don't know if you remember, but he's like, he makes, he's like, sees himself as a bit of a film enthusiast and he makes masks and stuff and they're really good masks. Yeah. And I don't know how the hell he makes these masks. He's like, I don't know, what, eight or nine or something like that. And um, towards the end, his sister and her newfound boyfriend are kind of running from Jason and her boyfriend gets captured in the cellar and Jason's just going at him with his tools, like at him and at him, and it, and it's so funny because if you listen to the guy that's getting killed, he's going, "He's killing me! He's killing me! Run! He's killing!" And why would you shout? He's killing me. <laughs> that's really weird. And anyway, so so the sister runs off, and Tommy Jarvis goes like, just goes AWOL, and he's just like, "Right, I'm gonna shave my head, punk as fuck!" Like literally shaves his head, does some makeup. And Jason's just about to like kill his sister when he comes down the stairs, and he he's basically pretending to be Jason as a child. So you know, like Jason, obviously the story is he's yeah. deformed and the kids drown him. So he comes down and does the like the scar on the face and makes his face look weird, and the makeup and kind of does just enough time to catch Jason, and he's like using this psychology weird psychology against Jason, just enough time for his sister to just make basically machete um, Jason in the head. His mask falls off and then literally he falls onto his own machete and the machete goes through Jason's head. Nice. And this is not where it stops. And this is again why I picked it. Tommy Jarvis comes down, picks up like a knife and just starts hacking the crap out of Jason. And a bit, of, a little bit of Matt's facts for you. Basically that's the, Oh, that's the first time that Jason actually gets killed, and it's by jo- Tommy Jarvis, which is hilarious because <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't die Jason. in any of the other movies. This is the first one he actually dies in. Because wow, yeah. Which so. one? I was talking to my mate today about mm. um, Friday the Thirteenth because he was he had um, he, he loves it as well. But I think it's yeah. the f- um, Jason Lives is his favourite. Right. But which is the one that where... was the one after. So yeah. Jason Lives. Yeah, but he said there's one where Jason. There's no Jason. It's like a Friday the 13th, but without Jason. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the first one. No, no, no. He said there's another one. Oh, is there? There's another There's another one without Jason. I got oh, a okay. word to him. He said there's, an, there's I a... I can't remember that one. There might be, but... Like an imitator. I, I just remember it got... Yeah, there, there was actually. I remember... I vaguely remember that one. I mean, it, my my brain like goes off on one, but I, I kind of got to Jason Takes Manhattan. I was like, this is getting crazy now. It's getting really crazy. But the cool thing about this movie as well is that there's 13 kills. 
That's impressive. Right, Friday the 13th, 13 kills was nice. cool. Yeah. And it's half women, half men, so no sex. Jason isn't sexist. It just kills whatever Yeah, he just kills kill. whatever he wants, half and half. And uh, you could count him as a kill as well when he gets killed by so someone. Is that 14 then? I think, I think it's 13, in, uh, yeah, 14 including him. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. Saturday the 14th. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this, this film. I, I you know, Mate, Again, the franchise is great. I mean, I, lo- I, I love this. It's got a fruity pair of twins in it as well. <laughs> There's just so many of these movies. How many How many do you think there are? Of Friday, Friday the 13th? Yeah, Friday the 13th. I want to say, I, oh, well, oh, you're including like, are you including Freddy versus Jason? Yeah, Freddy yes. goes, um, Freddy goes, uh, Jason, Jason the X. space one. Yeah. I don't know. How, do you know how many it is? I've got to guess a 12. Because they right. did, they recently did the there was well two thousand and thirteen. I think they did a new one. Okay. Um, which was, yeah, the modern day modern day one. So including that one and Freddy versus Jason, I think there's been, uh, twelve. Right. So okay. there's got to be another one if it's thirteen. So. Wow. So not as many as well. Ha- not as many as you Halloween. do know it's coming back, right? No. Yeah, it's coming back. And again, and you know who's. Who's basically heavily to do with it? So who who plays Jason? I don't know who's going to play Jason, but I know one thing that basically one person I don't know whether he's I think he's producing it is LeBron James. Fuck. Yeah, he's apparently he's a massive fan. Fair enough. And he's back in the money. I'm I'm like mate, he could give all his money. Well, you used to dress up like Jason. Yeah, a few couple of Halloweens. As, yeah. as uh, Jason back in the I day. Really if I really liked remember. it. I, I really liked the films. I, like I said when I was a kid. Had all the all the videos, up. Like I think back then it's probably what I think it's about eight. Right. Okay. So I had all the v- VHS X rental videos lined up on my shelf, with the Nightmare on Elm Streets lined up. I wish I still had them. Yeah, they'd be worth a pretty penny now. Uh, I just found out about alcohol and girls and sold them all. <laughs> Stupid idiot. <laughs> Fucking douchebag. I loved it. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. yeah, great. That's a great pick. I like that. Me. I don't know. If there's, I don't know if there's any uh, ones you want to give nods to. Well, obviously, got to give a nod to Halloween, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, but then there's some old, like I don't know. If you, have, Night. You ever, have you ever watched Black Christmas? Yeah, uh, yeah Black Christmas. Yeah, the I d- the remake's quite good as well. Well, we talked about today. Do you I went to the cinema watch a remake. Could you count uh, your next as a slasher? Yeah, I would. It started off as one, didn't Strangers. it? Strangers. Strangers. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, I'd classify that as strange. Hush as well. Purge. Purge? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd classify that as a slasher. Oh, okay. Different. Not really sure about that one. I would. Especially the first one. Definitely. So it, it follows as definitely not a slasher then? No, I don't think so. Yeah. That's more like entities isn't it? and ghosts and weird shit like that. Weird, weird movie. Um, don't Breathe? Uh, probably do, not. Maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, you probably your next and st- like was probably like. A I do want to see that sleepaway camp and and pr- the prowler. And I've heard maniac like, cop. A maniac cop's a good one. And another one that I do really want to check out. That's another Tom Savini one. Is the burning? Still haven't seen it yet. And apparently it's great. There's a scene on it that everybody always goes on about. Is 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 these kids are on a raft, and literally the guy jumps out of the lake and just like goes out and with like a pair of like shears nice. and apparently it's quite a synonymous moment and like 
It looks quite real. What, the, what about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Hills yeah, of Eyes and stuff like Texas that? Texas Chainsaw Massacre is definitely sort of Because sort of, sort of I was toying that. with Texas. Really, really yeah. toying with it. Well, we've had a couple of... Um, it's just a couple of uh, people like this week like get involved <laughs> on Twitter. We've got Slasher Trash at Slasher Trash. Mm. He's got a nice little picture of the Immortal Classic with Halloween with um, Michael Miles in amongst the laundry. Oh, yeah. shot. Um, Fairy Faye has come back this week with um, she said so many. She says I'm a bit on, I'm on a bit of a blood rage kick at the moment. <laughs> so we're gonna have to get on a blood rage kick. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to get on the Blood Rage kick quite very, very, very soon. A couple of people, other people from, um, have come at me from different ways. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rich, uh, Rich Harris, who usually gets involved in um, Facebook, I, I saw him today, and he said, um, the Candyman. Oh, Because he, uh, he likes the way that bees come out of his mouth. Mm. Nothing to do with that great fucking hook that he has. <laughs> yeah. Fucking great. Hooking people all over the place. We've got, uh, Paul Stevens, or aka Geordie Paul, said Halloween, simply the best. Simply the best. Yeah, okay. It is just genius. I think we also had somebody on Facebook, I believe. Katie Stewart said Nightmare on Arm Street every time. <laughs> yeah, Freddy's fucking ace. He is ace. I mean, come on. But we, we Honourable mention. We love you guys getting we love like anyone who just anyone who's listening to this. If you listen to this and you want to get involved, just get us, like, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Mm. Send us an email. Anything, any questions you'd like, anything, any topics you'd like us to cover, right. anything. Yeah, tell us what topics you want to get covered for the future, and let us know your thoughts on it. Because we just, uh, this is our literally my favorite bit is reading out what you guys want. Yeah, same. It's yeah. interesting. I love people getting involved. It's, it's not about how many people like our posts. It's not about how many followers we have. I just want to get the horror community involved and it means everything to us uh and uh you know that's why we do this because it's it's fun for us and it's also fun hearing your comments so keep it going cool should we get on to our um movie well, from the vault before we do that yeah um next episode's topic okay oh so, yeah so next episode's topic how topic. could i forget we're not going to pull out of the pot so we're going to use something to scream about to use uh, utilize like different topics that you might you know if any of you guys might want to get involved let us know what, um, what you want us to talk about um and we're gonna we did up... have an interesting one from somebody as well on twitter yeah which we're definitely going to talk about in the future yeah, we'll keep that one under our hats definitely so but with christmas coming up next um next episode we're going to talk about all things horror and christmas mm. so you better watch out yeah like that Think Krampus. <laughs> I couldn't think of a pun. <laughs> Quality. So yeah, next episode will be uh, all episode about 15. Christmas horror movies. Mm. So have a You're going to wear your Santa hat. Fucking right. Okay, let's get on to our uh, movie from the vault, which um, I picked out. And this week it is the Amateurville Horror. Okay, so let's talk about this movie. 
Okay. Oh Christ! I'm going to try and do a little little bit of a synopsis, or a little bit of a introduction to what this movie is about. So this movie is a based on a true story that happened in Amityville, Long Island, um, in New York. It was the Lutz family move into this this house, which they get for quite cheap, and it's on the back of a a murder which they're not made they're not made aware of. Now Correct. In the, it, now in the book, they are like that's been written Have about. Have you read it. the book? I haven't read the book, but oh. I've been reading like snippets okay. and stuff like that about it. Um, but they in the book they did kind of get told about the murders and they still moved in because the price was just mm. it was just you know they couldn't pass it up. The house was massive and it was just it wasn't they couldn't really pass it up and yeah. But it's all this this film is all about what happens. Don't they say it's like eighty thousand dollars? Yeah, it's ridiculous and the house because the house is beautiful. It comes talk, with a boathouse and everything. Yeah, on the lake. <laughs> Um, we'll talk about that in a minute, but um, it's all this film centers around the Lutz family. You've got um, George uh, Lutz, um, who is played by James Brolin, um, you've got Margot Kidder, Margot Kidder is the wife, and then you've got the they've got um, three kids from Margot from her previous first, marriage, her previous marriage yeah. so not his, and um, so they've just been married and they're just looking for their new home basically. and they moved into this house and did lots of little paranormal things start happening around yeah. um, in in the house. They're like, I think, like the dad move, like wakes up at weird times to like the sound of like marching band. So Kathy Lutz wakes up at like weird little times um, and like she ch- her face changes into like an old woman. And the house smells, the house bleed, um, is like oozes and stuff. And this, the oozing, all this stuff accounts. They're like the movie's like based on these accounts from the Lutz family. But what happens after? I think it's like twenty, twenty eight days. They sort of in the house, and they mm. just like literally just scarper, um, from the house. They can't stay in there anymore. It's just too much. And mm. and this is sort of like they don't even really want to talk about it. And they um really um the the real family, but they sort of like go. You know, have to recount what they sort of saw, and that there's a priest that goes in, and it's sort of there's a lot of controversy around the story in terms of like what the father saw and what he didn't saw. It's a, it's a really really interesting story if you get the the time to go and actually have a look and look it up mm. all the different facts. Hopefully, you've got some lovely mad facts later. I've got a few for us, but yeah, it's just really it's a proper old school horror movie and it's, yeah i mean it was on the it's on the cusp it's like 1979 wasn't it so you were kind of coming out of that era of, of of like films like the exorcist and uh rosemary's baby it's that whole like demony kind of supernatural kind of like feel and obviously this this was for the taking because it's based on like true events true supposed true events yeah like um, so I think people were really game to see this movie, obviously, and because there's no, nothing to come out about this before, and this was the first time something had come out like this, I suppose, uh, on real murders and then real accounts of a family that moved in afterwards. So, yeah, and it's been retold again. Yeah. So in this one has James Brown and Margot Kidder, the beautiful Margot Kidder from Superman. Mm, God rest her soul. Love her. Um, but obviously it got retold 
um, in the two thousand in the two thousands, wasn't it? By two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand five was it? Ryan Reynolds and uh, what's the name? Melissa George from Home and Away. Which it wasn't that bad. That I didn't think. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Some of the we're not talking about that one. Yeah, we're talking about the yeah, original. We're talking about the original. <laughs> we're not talking about the, the, the some of the poor CGI. <laughs> but um, I just this film creeps me out. Really? Yeah. I I mean, it's the the sort of movie that. He, I don't ever really want to watch again. I, I mean, I, I know I was the one who picked it. Yeah. I wanted to like watch a movie which was gonna fucking send chills on me again. Yeah. And it's rained a lot this week as well. So when I've watched it, you have to watch. I think <laughs> this this really needs to be watched when it's like proper raining, like yeah, outside, cold and damp and, and windy. Because it is. It's one of those films that just like the atmosphere really helps like create a sense of like impending doom and eeriness. And it's not got like, it's got a few standout moments of horror which have been emulated in diff again. Sure. Anything that's captured by The Simpsons. Yeah. It's, yeah. Got, to be, it's got to be good. Um, but there's so much to talk about with this movie. It's, I mean, mm. the start of the house itself. Well, there's not, I don't think there's a, a more synonymous house in horror. Mm. I mean, maybe you've got Halloween. I know you've got those sort of things, but. The look of it. No, definitely the shape because it's like the, it's the uh, what is it? A Dutch kind of house. It or is a Dutch like colonial. Yeah. Colonial, that's it. Dutch. So it's like the eyes and the the shape of it is just like before this movie so was you made. Hit the nail on the head. Then you said eyes. Yeah, the the windows look like eyes, and it's just like before this movie or wherever this happened. You know, obviously the Amsterdam murders happened. Before this, it would just be a normal house and you wouldn't even think of anything of it. And then because you see this film and you hear the stories and you read everything, now whenever I see a, a house remotely like that, I'm like, oh my God, that's, there's evil inside that house. The house looks evil. Like you said, you've got yeah. those, those like really cool windows which look which, um, look like eyes. Yeah. You've got a long chimney running down the mm. middle. It sort of does impart a bit. And you've got a lot of windows at the bottom. It looks like a scary-ass face. Mm. And way they shot the beginning of the movie, yeah. Um, with the when you go when you see the old, the other family um go through go around the house with a shotgun, you just yeah. hear it and yeah. you see it from outside from the house, and it's almost the house is telling the story. Yeah. And he goes through, um, and you from each room and the lights are on. Yeah. And the lights are on in those two eyes, and it just looks so glaring. It's so cleverly shot, especially when um the gun goes off and then there's like the red flickers in yeah. the eyes. It's like one flicker and one and then obviously he goes into the other room and kills the other person and it's flickered like i mean i didn't know it i don't really know much about the original i know it's about a guy that basically killed his whole family it's like his mum and dad and three two brothers and one sister well, he, no, he killed his what he killed his wife and he killed his son um, oh, was it the husband i thought it was the the boy no the I'm sure it's the boy. It's like a youngish. No, the husband. The husband kills the Who's wife the and kills the kids, um, and then kills himself. Oh, okay. That's the story. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a young boy, not young boy. I thought it was a, like a teenage boy. And anyway, but when apparently when they they said to him, like, why did you why did you kill him? He said the those the voices told me to do it. Yeah. Which is really freaky. It really, really is freaky. Just out of, totally out of character, apparently. But anyway, yeah, let's get back onto the movie. Yeah, so, I mean, what, 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 one of the standout scenes that I really liked 
was when the priest comes around. This is the bit that freaked me out probably the most out of the movie. Uh, the priest comes around and obviously he's been asked around by um, the wife to basically bless the house. And he pops around and they're all outside playing with the dog and they just go off on this. On, and he was like, well, I might as well do it while I'm here, while they're out. And then he goes up to the room and, and it's really weird because he gets to the room, doesn't he? And the door slams and he can't open the window. And then there's all these flies just coming from nowhere. And you can tell he's got the smell as well. You can yeah, feel the smell. He's like, and, but then he's like, starts kind of holding his stomach and bent over and stuff. And he's just trying to do this kind of blessing and he just can't do it. Because I, I, I would imagine whatever is in the house is telling him. But there's one bit in particular that just freaks me out because I have my TV turned up quite loud. <laughs> and it's just like, get out! And it's just and he, and it's the voice that's, that freaked me out because I didn't expect that bit at all. I, I mean, I've seen this before a long time ago, but that bit just I was like, oh, you know, when it gives you that shivers when it, oh, yeah. It, it's it's harrowing that scene, and that scene mm. is like, um, I was it stuck with me for years. I've mm. watched this like a long time ago for the first time. It stuck with me as those flies and those that voice. It's just yeah. it's just like. Harren and I think this film sets this tone for like films like later on like Paranormal Activity and all that for sort of setting the tone of like little there's bits beats. of it that remind me I don't know um, there's bits that remind, that reminds me of The Shining kind of the way it takes the, the dad over do you see what I mean where you know there's elements of that in it it's just like because he's, really he's he sort of almost he's he sort of feels the house as almost like within two days of like living there. You can see that it's like affecting him because it affects him the most, doesn't it? The father. Yeah, and um, he starts emulating um, the the chap who was in there before. He sort the of murderer. E- the murderer. He sort yeah. of emulates him, so he goes to the bar and stuff like that, that he was done. That's what they're sort of saying. Um, and he's just, um, yeah, it's just, he, it's just he's like looking really ill. Yeah, it's it's as the movie goes on, he just looks more and more ill than he. It's it's pretty crazy. But yeah, the the fly scene, yeah, great. And watching him deteriorate was fucking eerie and yeah. stuff. And there's a nice. I don't know if you remember the bit with the cat as well, a little fucked up cat. Oh yeah, that Always... scared me as well because oh. again I had the TV up because <laughs> you don't you don't realise. Where does the cat come from? It just comes out of nowhere. They, they don't they own a dog, don't they? They own yeah. a cat. I love the dog. Dog's quality. But, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this movie, like, probably more so when I was younger. This time round, it got to the point where, about halfway through, and it just started to slow down for me a bit. And I just, I started to see, drift out of it a little bit. It's just quite a long film for me. And I, I was like, I didn't didn't feel I was like I didn't for some reason I thought it was a lot better than I remembered it like when I revisited it this time I was like I remember it being better because I think that I've seen a, a one of the later on ones maybe the second or third and I found that more scary I know what you're saying I think because uh... it's not to me it wasn't like a slow burn it was just like I just started getting a bit like, a little bit like, oh, this is a bit boring now. It's like, yeah, it's a bit, bit, bit strung out in places. Some bits. Yeah, I agree. It was, a, yeah. it was a bit strung out um, in places. However, but, but there are scenes that were freaky. 
it's I think it's an important piece of like horror history in terms mm. of what they did with it. I mean, the fucking flying pig with the red eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the demon pig was just freak as fuck. I mean, demon it, pig. it was a demon pig. <laughs> Little demon pig is just nuts. Yeah. And and when she sees it, like in the thing, it's just these two red eyes just in the middle of it. It's so simple. But it's fucking scary as fuck, I think, when I was like a lot younger. But again, maybe that's where the crit, bit, where critters stole it from. A bit dated. Do you reckon critters yeah, maybe. stole it? But they, they copied it in Simpsons, and there was a bit, there's a couple of fucked up bits. Mm. So the window shutting on the kid's hand. Oh, yeah, that was, that was horrible. Wasn't that it? was nuts. Yeah, yeah. That was really like quite like, scared of running up and trying to put, like, get his hand out, and they couldn't. It's the same window. Yeah. You know, this, this, this house is out to get him. And you've got the poor dog, paws just scratching at that little, little thing in the basement oh, for ages. Yeah. Like, what's he keep? Why is he still down in the basement? The, the red room. The red room. Yeah. Why is he? Why? Why didn't they notice he's in the bedroom? They're so like the house is just messing with their heads. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. You've got the, the wedding. The, when they go to the wedding, and they got the babysitter trapped in the. Um, oh yeah. The 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 room of whatever. She's got it was. like an old school brace. I love that brace she's wearing. Like. <laughs> My sister used to have to wear one of those. They don't do them anymore like that, but it cracks me up. She's just like so nerdy in the, the massive brace, but she's like smashing the door from the inside, trying to get out and blood's all over in it. Yeah. And like the little girl won't let her out. And that's another thing. Little girls, the little the little children are a bit creepy. Not the best actors. You know, not, no. Not really good. But they had, they had um, the imaginary friend, Jodie. Jodie, yeah. Yeah, that was a bit, that was a little bit freaky, that bit. But you but can see, like, it's, it's influenced... It's in so many films, haven't you? It's influenced yeah, so yeah. many like, totally. things. It's, it's a beautiful thing of it. you got this beautiful scene, which i got to talk about, which is the stunning overacting of the priests. So you've got the two priests that go <laughs> yeah. together, and they're, like, shouting at each other and raising each other's voice. But, I, I, like, I think you... You know, it's just... Was it Rob St- Rob Steiger? Rod Steiger. Rob yeah. Steiger. Oh my god, it's the best overacting ever. <laughs> Just to like, it's like, oh no, I am. You listen to me. <laughs> he gets shot like, down though, doesn't he? And he's like, even that overacting didn't. He got outacted and overact over outacted by uh, Matey Boy. It's brilliant. He was always trying to do to get the help out of the family. The music's good in it as well. I thought that was creepy. Yeah. And there's some other little... Creepy kind of music, like the little... Yeah, yeah, these... Last little bits. And obviously, then you've got, I think, you've got that sort of... The last little bit where they're sort of... The house is just fucking... After them. Yeah. You can see where, um, kind of... uh, Again, I totally appreciate this, but you can see where, like, um, Poltergeist kind of, like, taking some, like leaves out their book because there's like it's just like there's you can see where all these films are taking little bits and it might sound it might sound like I was a little bit harsh on it but I was just saying my experience of watching it re-watching it again it just felt a lot slower but then I can totally respect what came out of it and for the time it was made and and stuff like that and yeah well this one's got like again the tree through the window yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, when, there you when, go, Paul guys. When the dad's sort of coming out of a shotgun. Yeah. And you think he's going to off the chip off him like he did the I, thing. It, it totally occurred to me when I was watching it. I was like, there's so many similarities where obviously Spielberg's seen it and gone, right, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take this bit. Yeah, that and, works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And he's like, the oozing, the oozing, the blood sort of coming mm. out of the, the walls and the staircase and stuff like that. It's yeah. just. 
the house is alive, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, mm. you do really have this sense that there's this evil presence in this house, mm. and I think um, the it's all centered around this the red room, which is supposed to be the you know because they got their little mate round saying it's the gateway to yeah. hell, and you've oh, got yeah. this sort of element into it, and it's just really creepy. And the house is still there. Yeah. Today. There's people living it, don't they? They apparently there's people that live in it, but they've um they've changed the windows or something. They've changed, yeah. They've changed the window so yeah. it doesn't look the same anymore. They've changed the address as well. Oh, have they? Obviously, they none of the um, townsfolk like to actually talk about talk about it. They don't mm. like to talk about. It. They don't appreciate. Would you live there? The tourists. Would I live there? Yeah, as you said, they said that you know it's cheap. You want to live here? Would you live in a house? All right, let's say like, would you live in a house where there's murders, multiple murders? Yeah. Really? You're lying. I don't. I don't You're like the biggest wuss I know. You're lying. I think I would. <laughs> no, you're lying. I think I. I think if I, I wouldn't. If it'd be a bit cheaper. <laughs> oh, actually, cheaper, actually, definitely you would. Yeah. yeah no, I might start looking for. A, I might start looking for a murder house. Murder house. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's like a special website you can it go for murder is. houses. Hey, we call. We could call on the market there, mate. Like you know, yeah. purple bricks, <laughs> murder bricks. So. They're all online. You buy houses that murderers. No. no. <laughs> There's I mean, I know that, market. yeah, you know, I don't want to be like too, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sick. Sick. <laughs> but you know, you've got the Rose West house. Oh, I don't think that's there anymore, is, is it? Is it not? They locked it all down. I don't know. I don't uh, maybe, know. They sh- maybe they should knock these houses down so that like sick people like me can't go out and buy them. <laughs> At cheap, cheap prices. <laughs> it's cheap at half the price. Quality. Um, so yeah, I just think this is an important... Um, piece of horror history and mm. I, I like just the, a bit long and there's a couple of sequels to it as well isn't there there's quite a few actually four i'll get that onto that in a minute all right then, <laughs> um but yeah i i i generally think i was, I was glad that i picked it <laughs> yeah. it's not like the usual ones that we've been watching but it's one of those ones that you have to cover it yeah. has to be done has to be maybe we'll just keep it a bit light for a, <laughs> a bit though <laughs> Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Should we uh, rate it? Yeah, I mean, I gave this a, I gave this a, a seven. I still think I yeah. don't think it deserves the accolade of some of the other ones that we've like given, like the American Wealth of London, those sorts of like mm. heights. Um, I don't think it stands up as much today, but you can see, I just some of the shots and some yeah. of the way it was shot, totally agree. and the way it's influenced horror, definitely has yeah, to be yeah. shouted about. Totally, I I probably go a bit lower just because, uh, yeah, it just on the rewatch for me it wasn't. Uh, um, but I can totally respect where it's come from. I'd probably go for a six. No, I think. but yeah, cool. that's cool. Do you want to hear some? Uh, I want to, I can't, I, well, I'm, I'm expecting gold. Right. Anyway. I hope you read the book. I haven't read the book, no. But did you notice right at the start? It was in right at the start. No. Very, very start comes out of the house in in it for about thirty seconds. On oh, no, you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot. Is uh, only Mister Strickland from Back to the Future? The ball, yeah. the principal. Yeah, I am. I didn't. He's in it for like thirty seconds. Was he a state agent? He's a coroner. Oh, shit. You know, right at the start when the shootings happen. Okay, I didn't see that. That's quality. Right at the start, it's quite it cool. Um, it's not obviously shot at the real house. They didn't do it there. Apparently all the cast and crew were 
too worried about shooting it in the real house. I don't know if they were allowed, to be honest, but it was all shot on a set. Um, they, re- they rebuilt the house. Mm, yeah, so that was all done on set. Apparently, neither of the, the, the main actors um, believed the Amateurville story. Really? I don't okay. know whether that's true or not. Um, what's quite interesting is James Brolin, basically, um, he done kind of this thing where he said he was paid very low to, to be in it, but they did a deal where he would get 10% of the, the gross if it did well. And basically it smashed it. At, the, at one time it was the biggest earning horror film of all time. Wow. And apparently he made like $17 million. And for that time, it's the equivalent of making like around about $55 million nowadays. Is he Josh Brolin's so dad? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. He is Josh he is. Brolin's dad. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. He looks exactly like him. Oh, sorry, Josh. Josh Brolin looks like him. But yeah, so that was quite, I thought it was quite interesting. He obviously took a, a, a punt on it. And to get the part, um, he he basically was not going to do it. But then they said, look, just read the book. So he started, apparently, allegedly, I don't know whether it's true, started reading the book at, at 7 p.m. and was reading it until 2 a.m. Apparently he had some trousers that were hang up, hung up to dry. He said that apparently they fell down and he literally shit himself. And he was like so engrossed in the book that it made him shit himself. And he was like, I'm taking the part. I'm going to do it, definitely. Because <laughs> he, so, he was so enthralled by this book. When you say literally shit himself. But I tell you, well, his trousers were all hanging up. So maybe, maybe he did it before he read the book. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, the, the Rod Steigers, the priest, you know, when the flies are all in the yeah. room. Apparently they had to rub honey all over his head to attract the flies to his head. Oh. It's pretty gross, isn't it? Yeah. So that that was quite interesting. Um, you know the red room we touched on at the red room at the bottom of the house that they in the basement they smash through. Yeah. You know the bit when he basically smashes through and he's like, the the his face is like, oh my god, because he sees himself. Yeah. That's not actually himself. That's actually his brother that looks very similar to him with a fake beard. So they just because they didn't want to use him, they wanted him to be facing. Uh, his brother so that's his brother's face which I thought was quite interesting that's pretty fucking cool the the, the film was shot in seven weeks that's pretty, pretty short yeah that's really short um, at the start Margot Kidd is in the you know when she's in the kitchen she, if you listen carefully she's humming the, the super superman love theme it's quite funny really? yeah so she was in superman before the Nineteen seven. When was Superman? Seventy eight. Seventy eight. So it was yeah. a year before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was quite funny. I didn't realize that. I, this was all things I researched about. That's pretty but, fucking cool. Good. Yeah, knowledge. yeah. It's cool. So there have been, I think it's three movies. Like, came out. I think the theaters, and I think there's five straight to DVD movies. What? Yeah, and then the 2005 remake with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, which, if you think about it, all connects, like butterfly effect, or whatever. Basically, if you think about it, so James Brolin is Josh Brolin's dad. Josh Brolin is in Deadpool two, right? As Cable, obviously with Ryan Reynolds, who played okay his dad in the remake. Which is quite cool. Degrees of separation. Little, little I like co- it. Co- connections there. 
Are well, the cool. um, straight DVDs and the sequels? I don't know if you know this, and I'm sorry. Go on, try, I, I doubt I'll be able to answer yeah, it because okay. I've only I seen. I've seen, are, like, I've seen the three. I know that. I wonder if they are just other people moving in the house, or I know the I know the other two are. So they are other families that move in the house and yeah. go through similar experiences. Yeah. They don't just cover the same story again. No. Whereas like Ryan Reynolds' story is the Lutz family it's, it's again. The yeah, Lutz yeah. family. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, uh, what else have I got? Oh, yeah, this is interesting. Up for the role of uh, the the dad. Um, apparently, it, there was rumours it was going to be Burt Reynolds. And it was definitely going to be Harrison Ford at one point. But because... Star Wars was so big at the time, he he just went stellar, so he didn't do it. Right, okay. Um, James Caan and Christopher Reeve as well was uh, was up for for the role. Christopher Reeve was in Children of the Corn, wasn't he? Mm. So, and also, if you look at it, this is the connection between Annabelle and the Conjuring. You see, one of the little girls has a Raggedy Ann doll, which is what the uh, Annabelle is based on. Really? Yeah, and obviously in the Conjuring. Uh, two, they touch on the Amateurville uh, time that the Warrens go and investigate. They did, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And that's mm. true, actually. That's apparently true. Well, the Warrens did investigate they, the, they the did, they did Yeah, they did investigate and stuff. Um, but yeah, and uh, interesting fact is, if you think about, it, think about it, there are zero deaths in this movie apart from the flashbacks, which is interesting. Yeah. A couple, yes, like there's yeah zero deaths. No in one dies. Pol- yeah. There's no deaths in Paul Guys the first one either, was there? No, I don't think so. Okay, so you can have a horror movie, but without yeah, deaths. It's, it's quite good. Maybe Spielberg thought, yeah, I'm going to do mm. that as well. But yeah, I thought I thought that was quite interesting. I thought about it. And I thought, oh yeah, obviously the you see the flashbacks and the murders, and then you see kind of a couple of bits where she see, sees him killing the kid. That was another bit that was freaky when he kills the kid with the axe. That was pretty full on. But yeah, that's Matt's Max. That's cool. I like that. There's loads more, but I'll just cut it down a little bit. Yeah, you could have gone into the, the full history of the. Um, mm. Maybe maybe uh, maybe we would do a special yeah. topic section one day on like real life yeah. murders or something like that, and actually like get some real life. Cause I don't really want. I, I want to know if I'm talking. I'm not about going something. real, mate. I'm not going real life. <laughs> All right. Too weird. Okay. <laughs> cool. Maybe one day. I enjoyed that a lot. That was cool. I want um, to find out what, so find out uh, what you got. Yeah, my pick, pick yeah. for the next episode, episode 15. I'm excited. So I am going to pick. You're probably going to be pissed at me. <laughs> no, you're not. You're yeah, it's it. Christmas. It's Christmas. None other than Gremlins. <laughs> Had to be done, mate. Especially after I just lent it. <laughs> oh, you just lent it out to Liam down the road, haven't you? Well done. <laughs> I'll have to get that back next I week. I haven't even got it. <laughs> yeah, I, let, I checked my collection. I can't believe I haven't got Gremlins. I'll tell you what, if it's not on TV Shoot over that. the weekend, I'll be very surprised. True. It's True. got to be on TV in the next couple of weeks, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? All right, that's fucking ace. I, yeah, I, for some reason, got to be done, isn't I it? fucking knew you were going to It's pick, Christmas. I knew you were going to You want something Gremlins. lighthearted. No, no, what? you can't get better than Gremlins. You could have picked Krampus. But I think Gremlins is the 80s. Oh, you want to go out of the 80s? Oh, no, I did I, think I, about I, Krampus. I knew you'd get a bit upset. We get to we get to talk about and dissect the Gremlins. One of the... Keep it for the episode. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks um, for everyone for listening to um, yeah, thank you. this episode. And if you want to get involved, and like we said, we love you getting involved. Get involved on um, social media. Um, you can find us on Twitter, 
um, by searching Draw One Last Breath podcast at Draw One Last, or find us on Facebook by searching the name of the podcast, the same as Instagram, or email us. Thank you, Geordie Paul. Maybe you'll get a prize if you send a little bit longer email next time. <laughs> but email us at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com. On our next episode, our main review will be the Shudder exclusive Summer of 84. We'll be discussing all things Christmas in our Something to Scream About with our favourite Christmas horror movies. And Matt has picked out the vault, the 80s classic Gremlins. And I guess there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast.